0: Section four of Diary of a Suicide by Wallace E. Baker. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Section four Havana, Friday, May tenth, nineteen twelve. Another birthday, my twenty-second, and I intend this year to be the best yet. The past has been the worst and the best. The worst because of my acute nervousness and self-consciousness and my foolish actions during the early months in Havana. Best because I woke up from a lethargy and blind groping in the dark to a conscious effort to find myself and be myself, and, to this end, I have dedicated my twenty-second year. I do not expect to work out things to a fine point during this time, but hope to decide on a broad general scheme of life policy, of procedure and philosophy. Of necessity, the major part of the details will take years to work out hope and ambition tempered by my experience are dominant and my calm periods are becoming of longer duration and more frequent occurrence in fact predominate to a gratifying extent lately as compared with what has gone before i start afresh on a year's freedom from sexual excitement or such is my plan for not the least of the problems to work out is that of sex it will be hell to hold myself in check entirely in every respect but I feel I must, in order to collect my thoughts and feelings, which were becoming rather confused on this, as on other subjects, owing to my changeable moods, passions, and feelings. I have the advantage of starting out on the broadest basis possible, the agnostic position as I understand it. I have not studied Spencer nor reduced my agnosticism to any dogmatic position of knowable or unknowable, but always it has been, I neither believe nor deny. My mind is open. I am willing to learn. To give all who have a serious message a hearing. True, up to the present I have not given much serious study to the problem, having read considerably more about philosophy than of it. But I have had that tendency, and being young yet, it is perhaps best that I did not attempt to go too deeply into the problem ere this, and even now I shall go slow. The question has unconsciously, however, narrowed itself down. I have given enough thought to the matter to reject the Christian theory of Christ being the Son of God, and leaving out most of the minor religions or philosophies, which are obviously full of error, except as there may be a grain of truth here and there among the chaff. There is left such religions or philosophies as theosophy, monism, spiritualism, and those which may be classed under the general head of materialism, rationalism, free-thought, positivism, etc., etc., but as I do not see that any have as their basis absolute truth, that much-abused word, I suspect I shall end where I began, as a pragmatic agnostic, denying that we have any absolute truth in our world, whatever may be beyond which we do not know, I have not read James, but will do so, and I think that I shall not give much attention to spiritualism, as no satisfactory evidence seems to support it, and there is too much charlatanism to offer a fair field for a truth-seeker. Havana, Wednesday, May twenty-two, nineteen twelve, twelve twelve A.M. It is no use, I have to acknowledge defeat. Born with such a Jekyll and Hyde disposition that I am never normal, either so filled with ideals that everything good and noble seems possible, or so black that I shrink from myself in horror, even though it has been in thought, rather than deed, that I have transgressed or been an idealist. It is not that I have contemplated deeds of violence, but one thing, sex, is the cause of the perfect hell my life has been. During the past year I have foolishly thought I could make myself what I willed, could be consistent and normal vain hope, and it needed to-night to show me this. After all my noble aspirations, hopes, love of literature, and the beautiful things in life, I could not keep my resolve of my birthday. Torture is the only word for it. My sexual passions, from their first awakening, have given me no rest and never will. I have not had at any time a girl who loved me, have never even kissed. With almost uncontrollable passion, and yet the ability to be satisfied with embrace and touch rather than final consummation. Yet have I not had that chance with any but the lowest, who fill me with disgust, or else attract me in a mad passion which for the moment is insatiable. Much of this is due to my wretched physical health, wrecked nervous force, and absolute lack of any kind of love for so long that I am too selfish and self-centred ever to amount to anything. Who is to blame? my father dead, how can I blame him for his share? My mother is the only hope left in the world. Without her, suicide would seem to be the only alternative. And I have blank, what is this, after all, but the imagined courage of a weakling, my egoism the conceit of a degenerate? A month ago I would not have dared to write this, but unless this summer serves to recuperate me, I must go down rapidly having started sinking all round i dare not go in for anything without a sleepless night i only write this record now for what use it may be as a human document it may serve as a warning to those who ignorantly bring children into the world to suffer i shall be repaid in case i collapse suddenly it is my express wish that such of my letters papers including this and my other diary as may bear on my struggles against an inevitable fate, may be sent to blank, so that, without using my name in such a way that the family may be involved, he may use such parts of this record and the papers as may help to show the life-story of a youth who was prematurely tired, if I do not succeed in writing this in fiction form, or otherwise myself, before the end. Slowly but surely I am coming to the point where nothing matters, something always pulls me back before i go too far but will it always once let me go beyond a certain point in my dark moods and shame will keep me from attempting to get up again deep down in my heart however i have had and still do have in my most despairing moment the conviction that i have in me the ability to do great things my love of the finer things, keen appreciation of character, so that I see right through many people I meet, wherefore much of my continuing unpopularity, great care in small details, love of neatness, order, strong passions, enthusiasm, many other things in my good moods, which I cannot quite grasp, but my physical weakness annuls everything, and leaves me a hopeless weakling, vacillating and desperately unhappy. Havana, Wednesday, June 5, 1912. Feeling very much chastened, following the deepest disgust with myself and everyone, and everything else for that matter. I must state most emphatically that for the most part all that has gone before, during the past six months at least, is due to disease, not specific, but generally run-down, nervous, overtired condition of body and mind. Therefore, although today again I start with hope to fight on, I do so with less wild enthusiasm, less tenseness. After all, the world does not revolve around me. I have sometimes thought it did, or at least acted as if I thought so. Being calmer on my determination, the reactions I trust will be less violent. I have the feeling that I only have to get over this tired, nervous condition to be once and for all on the road to victory over myself. One thing I will do, throw overboard, as it were, my preconceived half-formed ideas, and start as a child. Too much have I stuck to convention and prejudice while congratulating myself on my radicalism. Of course, everything is dependent on my recovery of health. Without this, life will indeed be not worth living, because the very things my heart and mind are set on accomplishing will be impossible and a conventional plodding life devoted to the accumulation of money, is impossible for me. Death is much preferable. Art, philosophy, love of life in its nakedness, without false convention, must be my key word, not for happiness, for that were impossible, but for sufficient interest to carry me through. Havana, Saturday, June eighth, 1912 I am gradually but inevitably coming to the conclusion that the only way to get along is to throw over all that I do believe in and pay the price. If I had done this before I might have been saved much of this petty personal struggle and put my divine energy into bigger things. I have let false conventions battle with the natural love of freedom and radicalism of an artistic nature frittered away life-forces in unholy passions where I might have put it into the big struggle. Now I will conquer or die, victory or death. Death even by my own hand is preferable to frittering the tremendous passion and nervous and mental energy I have away in a life of conventional ease, despising myself and hating others, and being hated. Oh, if I had only conserved instead of wasted! but even now, at the eleventh hour, it is not too late. Now, to-day, I will go forward to my fate. Havana, Wednesday, June twelfth, 1912 In further thought over my decision of last Saturday, or rather that which has been growing on me for a long time, I must add that, as I am not any too sure as to what I don't believe in, time must be a large factor in the matter then again, due to that tired feeling and nervousness, I have during the past six months put too much emphasis on the dark side. I have never for more than the briefest space of time contemplated self-destruction, as I have hinted at several times. The thought has crossed my mind in my darkest moods, but I am not a coward, and to-day must go a step further and say that I'll fight to the finish against all outside difficulties, as well as ill-health and natural defects of temperament and heredity. From now on any departures from a certain standard, until I have changed that standard by thought and experience, I will consider in their proper light of weaknesses to be overcome. All of which may be what I have been reiterating over and over again, but my awakening of to-day is a little broader. I leave the standard fairly flexible but strong enough to be a rock in a stormy sea, until the waters are calmer, and then my mind should be clearer, so that I can readjust the various uncertainties, to a certain point at least. Life, and a full life, rather than mere reason, I think will be the outcome, but reason and philosophy presiding over all, as a benignant judge, I trust. Who knows? Havana, Saturday, June fifteenth, 1912 my contract is up to-day, and for several days earlier in the week I thought of leaving suddenly and getting away from it all for a rest, despite any notice to take effect on the twenty-ninth. I thought it over, however, and from standpoint of unpreparedness, doubt and honour, perhaps, did not, or rather will not, as boat leaves to-morrow. In thinking over problem of society it has occurred to me, or the thought has come to my mind, of what little use the benefactions of rich men are to really help any one in need in a personal way i remember how i used to have such a passion for education i did so want to know i wrote carnegie Patton, pearsons and e h r green not begging for money but telling of my great desire for an education, and putting it in such a way that I asked the secretary to refer me to any board which they might have had for helping those desirous of obtaining an education. My physical weakness precluded the idea of working my way and studying at the same time. Of course I received no replies, and I then realized that the most ambitious or deserving might be on their last legs, and all this charity would count for naught. The personal aspect of the question has long been forgotten. My ideas as to the value of a college education in its relation to the larger education of life have changed. Whatever rancour I may have had against these men has gone. My outlook on life is different. The things that count now are few and far between. If my health permits, the necessity of making a living will cause me to write for money, to a certain extent but with a bare living income I think I should write from my heart, because of the great desire, because I look on it as an art, not a business. However, if my health continues as it is or gets worse, I will not sacrifice what little life I have left on the altar of the modern god, money. I shall write in blood the agony that has been eating into my heart and brain, and give it to the world, if it will take it, for what it is worth. For myself I expect little but it may help towards a better understanding of natures like mine, and in the future may help towards a little more forbearance, attempt to understand on the part of good people. But whether or not I WILL write it. Before doing so, however, I intend to see that I do not, out of self-pity, fall into the error outlined in the December 1911 issue of The International, Upton Sinclair's Delusion. Havana, Tuesday, June twenty-five, nineteen twelve, seven ten p.m. It is getting tiresome, these moral reformations and backslidings, but even now I can lay down a preliminary philosophy which I must subscribe to whether I will or not. Blank gives a general line of conduct which leads to progress, in a wide sense, and taking account of human nature, its strength and weakness. Life, of course, comes first unless a man is going to deliberately plan suicide he must live. All account of death from outside sources must be left out of account, because they are outside of his sphere to influence. By living I mean to touch the depths and the heights, each one according to the strength of his passions, his temperament. He should not be an ascetic except under certain conditions, and asceticism, as a deliberate plan of life, is absolutely wrong for a young man whether for one who is older time will tell for instance if a man is of a strongly passionate sex nature he should gratify it sufficiently to save him from tremendous nervous disturbances due to holding himself back all conventional morality or standards to the contrary gratification is not only justifiable but not to gratify is a crime against human nature if a man is of cool phlegmatic disposition a limited asceticism in this as well as other things may be good rather than otherwise the above is limited by conditions and circumstances disease of course should be rigidly guarded against this is a matter that calls for action by the combined societies of the world assuming that the man of artistic temperament takes these precautions and gratifies his passions he must restrain himself as soon as his gratification becomes a source of weakness rather than of strength. In other words, as long as gratification of the senses does not weaken one appreciably, that gratification is good and moral and conduces to life, but when it becomes a weakness and threatens the physical and mental strength of a man, he must restrain himself. Life comes first, but by life I mean life with power, Thus, anything that makes for power, and for a full life and healthy gratification of the senses, is good. This is my first definite outlining of the philosophy I have been endeavouring to attain. I have come thus far, without reading any philosophy, except bare outlines and reviews. Now I shall read and study life, and build from these grounds. My philosophy is rather more individualistic than socialistic but of course it is open to a reconciliation between socialism and anarchism. Conventional views are left entirely out of consideration. It rests with the individual how far he will be guided by precedent and prevailing opinion in a given situation. As far as I am personally concerned, I have reached a state where any sexual gratification is a weakness and a strict asceticism for a time is a matter of self-preservation. Anything else is a deliberate throwing down of my philosophy, and is a weakness of the worst type, and I write this after having constantly violated my decision to hold off, made on my birthday, and even before then, and which has just culminated in this outlining of a general course to follow, holding in view the two objects, a full life and a healthy one, power and life. Without power, life is death with means of gratification lacking, one must hold off from baser forms at least until absolutely necessary, and then only on the most infrequent occasions. Keeping these in view, life and power, I have something to anchor to while I am struggling towards the light, and I submit this in all seriousness as a good workable philosophy for a man who has not found himself and has hitherto been groping around blindly in the dark with very little prospect of light. Starting with this the years must bring more light, and the conservation of a love of life, and at the same time, of power, will keep one in a state to take advantage of any new light on this terrible problem of existence, of how to get through life in the best way, for in the final analysis that is what all philosophy teaches. Thus, in the future, gratification may be quite consistent with my philosophy. In my present weakened state I must hold off if I am to survive. Otherwise it is a case of deliberate suicide, and the only thing to do would be to go ahead and gratify until disease and weakness make it evident that death would be the only relief. Thus I go ahead for the present. my manifest destiny, that of doing something worthwhile in the world, so that the world will be better for my having lived in it. Since May 10th, my own birthday, although on several occasions down to the depths, I have strengthened my purpose and the lapses are becoming less and less, and the increasing disgust after each is cementing my determination. One only has occurred since Tuesday last, when I outlined my philosophy, and I blank. Thus the fight has resolved itself into this. If I can control myself when tired, nervous, and depressed, the victory is won. On all other occasions I have myself pretty well in hand, and in normal moods, with good health, the outcome seldom seems doubtful, but I must watch the abnormal moods. End of section 4